Hello, thanks for joining. This is Proof of Change brought to you by ChangeDAO. This is a space to elevate the stories of changemakers using NFTs as a force for change. My name is Drew Simon. In this episode, we welcome back storyteller and ChangeDAO founder, David All, for discussion on NFT giving. Now, today's episode will feel a bit different as we highlight some of the key moments from our past interviews with ChangeDAO core team members, Brian Brinkman and Kelsey Driscoll, and discuss some of the key elements of NFT giving. So it'll be more of a conversation as opposed to an interview. It's a great intro for those looking to learn more about NFT giving powered by ChangeDAO. Now, before we get started, as we will discuss some of the financial elements of our platform, it's important that I give a quick disclaimer, so here we go. You are solely responsible for determining what, if any, taxes or tax benefits apply to your transactions. ChangeDAO is not responsible for determining the taxes or tax benefits that apply to your NFTs or the tax deductibility of any transactions. Under no circumstances shall ChangeDAO be deemed to be providing tax advice. ChangeDAO makes no claims about the identity, legitimacy, and authenticity of charitable organizations and causes associated with the service and the tax deductibility of any funds that you may direct to such organizations or causes. ChangeDAO does not provide evidence of charitable contributions, and you should contact such organizations for all receipts and evidence of contributions that you may require. And now that that's behind us, let's get on to the conversation with David All. David, so great to have you back on Proof of Change for episode four. How are you doing? Drew, I am grateful to be here. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have this conversation. And it'll be a bit different for those listening. And it'll be less of an interview style and more of a just kind of us chatting about NFT giving and chatting. Yeah. Yeah. And- NFT giving. Here we go. <laughs> We're going to listen back on some of the clips from previous episodes, mm-hmm. um, reflect on them a bit, talk about some of the pain points with NFT giving, some of you know, what we're looking to address, bringing in our expert uh, quotes from Kelsey and Brian, who are part yeah. of the core team. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be an interesting conversation. So yeah, where do we start? Do you want to just, I guess, I think it'd be important to help folks understand uh, a little bit about ChangeDown, why you started in the first place. So let's let's talk about that. Tell me about the inspiration behind ChangeDown, then I'll maybe share some of my thoughts as well. Yeah, the inspiration for ChangeDown really goes back to like this classic feeling you get when you're participating in a moment of change, right? If you've ever been to like a a rally um, or if you've ever made a sign or if you've ever, you know, had a a piece of art, like a poster of a a moment of social change that, that you participated in, in your heart, you know that you were a part of it, right? And, Mm -hmm. and there's something really special about that because I believe that there's something inside all of us that has us reaching for a much higher purpose in life. And, you know, getting to the top of that pyramid for me uh, has always been an inside job. And Mm -hmm. so I always, you know, whether it's my podcast and thinking about sort of the very natural pattern of personal transformation that people go through when something unwanted happens to them in their life or change now, this idea that I believe that when people are making a change in the world, whether it's like creating an asset like an NFT or collecting it or being the benefactor of it, like that in and of itself can be a transformative moment for all of the participants and also do something really important for the world. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's really cool. And I think that that, you know, a lot of what you said is really why I was interested in, you know, getting into change down in the first place. Right. Is that, uh, let's hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you get involved with change now? Yeah. I mean, well, those listening in who, who might know me, know, I started crypto altruism a while ago with the goal of kind of bridging the gap between web three and social impact. But you know, I was finding that uh, there was a lot of NFT projects that had some sort of charitable component that, you know, maybe donated a per- couple percent to a cause as a result of the sale. But 
you know, there wasn't really a, a dedicated platform that kind of just, you know, made it easy to a give to a cause, but also to really bring the community together around a movement of change. And I really, yeah. you know, liked the idea and the focus on storytelling and that, you know, NFTs in it in themselves are can be movements of change. You know, if you look at every social justice movement there's ever been, you know, protest art and, and art has always been a part of that, right? Yeah. Any important movement in history. And so I think that that's something that change really embraces as opposed to, you know, impact and, and change in the world being kind of like a, oh, let's give a couple percentage to a cause. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interwoven in all aspects of, of what changed I was doing. So yeah, that, that was that's what it was to me as to why I was so excited about ChangeDown and wanted to join in and, and get involved. And here I am now, today. Oh, man, <laughs> and now a part of the core team. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. So <laughs> It's going to yeah. get even wilder. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Welcome so. to Bootstrapping 101. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and for those listening in, that's certainly what it's been, right? It's It's been a, an amazing group of folks that have just been you know, pushing through and bootstrapping this awesome platform together is, is, you know, and uh, yeah, it's been quite a wild ride for me. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about what we're looking to do with ChangeDAO, right? And um, we talk a lot about NFT giving and, and really what the purpose of this episode is, is to, you know, share with the viewers what we mean by that in a simple kind of approachable way, right? We're going to listen to a couple clips uh, from some of our lovely core team members, Kelsey Driscoll, GM of ChangeDAO and Brian Brinkman, Who's the spokes artist, and then we'll just chat about it and kind of share our thoughts and, and build on that. So, why don't we start off with uh, the first clip from Kelsey, who discusses just the incredible amount of steps that are involved in a campaign to sell an NFT and give to a cause currently, um, and, uh, and and the various fees involved as well. And then we're going to reflect on that. So, let me just play that clip for you. So, when an artist wants to donate proceeds from their work, which is a behavior that we've seen throughout the Web3 space, particularly over the last year, we've seen it explode. But right now they only have a few options. One, the artist can sell a piece, they can convert their sale to fiat, and they can donate that fiat to the nonprofit. But there are lots of steps in that. They have to create the NFT, the sales and the profit have to hit their wallet, then they have to report that income, then they have to donate, then they have to rate for a receipt from the nonprofit. And in all of those steps, there's fees, there's processing fees for converting, there's processing, there's gas fees. Hmm. Thoughts? Yeah, Kelsey has this extraordinary vantage point having, you know, she's one of the Web3 social impact leaders. She, you know, works at a nonprofit. She comes from the consulting world um, and just brings a, a wealth of knowledge and perspective into all of this. And so what she's so what she so eloquently laid out is, you know, what we discovered in our human centered design process of listening to artists and then going back through all of Brian's transactions uh, mm-hmm. and and looking at that and being like, wow, you know, like Brian sold this artwork as an NFT on this particular marketplace. But then look at that. There was like a wow, that's a pretty big marketplace fee, you know, and then there then Brian had to deal with what that meant when the money went into his wallet, um, you know, as income and then, you know, transferring it over to an exchange, a crypto Mm -hmm. exchange so that he could transfer it to us dollars and then transact that to his bank account and then Mm -hmm. use his credit card with a fee around, you know, so you start like breaking it down step by step by step. And it's even a lot just to talk about. 
you know, yeah. even on this podcast, Drew. It's like, exhausting me just hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel fatigued just sharing that. And I wasn't even like going through everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's what she's talking about, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. how have you heard about, you know, what do you think about, you know, how have you started to sort of wrap your head around just what it means to actually make an impact in the NFT space? Yeah, well, fees. yeah, for sure. Well, I think when I hear all these things, you know, what I, what I think of is that less goes to the cause and less impact from the change makers as a result, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're putting in all this time to navigate these complicated steps and having to go through different providers and pay all these different fees, it is going to have its impact. Something's got to give, right? And what's got to give is that it's going to make it harder for the change maker to have that impact because they have to spend more time on these things and these processes and less is going to go to the cause. So they're not going to be able to do as much great work with the money that, you know, should be going to them, right? Because each fee takes a chunk of that, right? It has that compounding effect in a sense. So that's kind of how I think about it is just like, you know, the more fees there are and the more steps there are, less good happens is the way, less impact happens is the way I think about it. Yeah. You know, and that actually made me think about, you know, my own work in, sort of before this around opioid treatment mm-hmm. deserts, this idea that, you know, it's a paper, a scientific paper I, I worked on with the Ohio State University. But in that paper, we we actually really use this metric around how many stops and how long a person will, you know, if they have to take public transportation like a bus mm-hmm. um, to get to their treatment center, we actually um, determined exactly how long someone will ride a bus and it's 30 minutes um, Mm -hmm. and how many stops it'll take. And it's more than two stops, more than two bus stops to get to a location um, Mm -hmm. or having to walk one mile. So all there are all of these steps involved with like, if you need to get out of addiction, for example, right. If you Mm -hmm. need to have this, uh, this plan to adhere to your therapy and the recovery space. And so it's almost like the same thing here where we're talking about all of these steps, all of this friction, all of the pain that is, you know, it's one of those unintended consequences where Mm -hmm. the actual result of all of it is like you take this really powerful moment of change that the change maker creates this extraordinary artwork, right? That's just so Mm -hmm. visually appealing. It uplifts and elevates the cause and they want to donate some portion uh, to something. And turns out that's a really difficult thing to do because that's not how Ethereum has been designed. You know, unless mm-hmm. there is a decentralized application that is designed very specifically and narrowly to improve the efficiency of this task, then it will be very difficult to make it happen on your own. And so that's what I think, you know, she does such a great job of talking about. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm just going to jump in for one more minute without going over too much time here is that, you know, I love what you shared about the opioid treatment deserts. And I previously worked in the homeless serving sector. And, and one thing that we really advocated for and were successful in giving, getting what was called a, uh, a RAM clinic, a rapid access to addiction medicine clinic, um, because we found that folks were having to go through a million different steps to get any sort of support and help. And each step that happened meant that more likely that they're just going to say, screw this, I'm not going through all this. And you know, when they're in that exactly. moment, when they're ready to make that change, you know, they, they're like, they need to make it then and there, right? And so having that rapid access and support was huge, right? And, and I think that exactly. that's a really cool analogy is that, 
you know, just making it easier, right? Mm. Low barrier, as easy as possible for folks to to make the change they want to. So yeah, I love that example. Yeah. I mean, I think so much about like, how do we increase the amount of social change artwork in Mm -hmm. the world? How do Mm -hmm. we you know, velocity, right? How, like if, how do we better connect these stories so that it creates communities of Mm -hmm. people that all like the same topics? And that's really what's so special about this genre of NFT of social change is that it, it's a much bigger narrative arc. You know, it's not a trend, right? It's not like, uh, like we see a lot of people talking about like AI or, or artificial mm-hmm. intelligence art right now. Um, that's a trend, right? Um, or, or like art and decentralized, like a metaverse land or something. Like that's right. a trend sort of thing or a PFP. Like that's a trend. But what we're talking about is a genre of art that has existed since artists were walking on this planet and had the ability to have a conscious. And they mm-hmm. were saying, well, how do I create the artwork that helps people change their mind inside? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Well, why don't we uh, jump on to the next one then? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So the next one comes from Brian Brinkman, spokes artist, of course, digital artist, uh, really renowned NFT artist who's been featured on a number of different platforms. And what Brian's going to talk about is uh, just how difficult it would be to coordinate between all the different participants that uh, take part in an NFT giving campaign or, or, or in a campaign to sell an NFT and donate to a cost. So let's uh, let's play Brian's clip. And then the other aspect was as a curator where there was 20 artists, each artist was minting on different platforms, whether it's super rare or rareable or a different chain like Tezos, trying to bring all those under one roof, getting all the money claimed afterwards. There's a lot of headaches when it comes to putting on a charity drop for a cause you believe in. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I love that. What do you think? This is one of those extraordinary things that a change only a change maker would do, right? Mm-hmm. So only a change maker would even think about this idea of organizing and putting the work in of reaching out to all of their NFT artist friends and saying, hey, I really care about this cause. And what Brian's talking about here is is 3D artist Coldy. Um, and Col- you know, we really studied what Coldy was doing for Kitty Bungalows, which is this, you know, uh, uh, nonprofit based in uh, LA that, you know, helps pick up feral cats off the street and so they don't yeah. get killed and stuff like that. And like Coldy for the past couple of years, he's been doing the organizing, you know, you know how much work it is to organize anything, even making a podcast, <laughs> let alone yeah. herding cats. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah sure. And so what what Brian really, you know, brought to our attention with this challenge is that, look, there really is no great platform out there. You know, when I talked earlier about this idea of the decentralized application and how you could design a product, a Web3 product to very specifically solve a problem. And mm-hmm. so one of the problems we looked at was, well, how could you curate? How could you bundle this or how could you better organize nfts and artworks by topics so mm-hmm. that everyone all of the nft projects under one movement uh for example could be coordinated together and so that people could find them all and and what that is 
What that means, I, I think, for an artist that is creating an artwork and participating is that they get to publish their work and it will always be a part of that story. Yeah, you know, totally. regardless if it was like the most successful piece or whatever, but it was like they, they were a part of something. You know, they, they helped Coldy uh, push, you know, the rock up the hill. He didn't have to do it by himself and they were able to do their part. Obviously, mm-hmm. they weren't the ones organizing it all and finding the cause and going through and, you know, doing all the other very difficult choices that have to be made in this process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were able to participate and they were there. And that gets mm-hmm. back to what I was talking about in the beginning. It's like this is another way that people like to make an impact in the world is like for an artist, it's by creating art. And yeah. that's what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. And yeah, reflecting back on my own experience, you know, working in the nonprofit sector, you know, as a community organizer, so to speak, uh, it was just, that was always the hardest part is just getting people on the same page, right? Getting people together, coordinating, collaborating. And yeah, if you have folks, you know, using all these different platforms and everything, it just makes it all, all that harder, right? Right. And then, you know, it's a barrier and then it's less likely that it's even going to happen in the first place. Things will fall through, yada, yada, yada. yada. It's more stress for everyone, right? So I think that, yeah, I just love that idea of just... Well, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about Woodstock, you know, Woodstock, like when I think back to what that was, you know, that was a moment, you know, that Mm -hmm. was, that was a moment that you can't recreate, right? There was so much that went into that moment and Mm -hmm. what like sort of the peak of the mountain uh, was that event. And if you were there, you were there. I mean, my mom still talks about me, uh, the fact that she was invited to go, but she didn't Mm -hmm. get to Mm -hmm. go. And, you know, I think about, you know, all of the artists that were up on stage, Joe Cocker, Jimi Hendrix, you know, you name it, right? Just these Mm -hmm. extraordinary artists, Grateful Dead, you know, they made the choice to be a part of something and they wanted to attach their name to something because a lot of times they saw who else was attached. And Mm -hmm. so change like movements of change can really be propelled by the reputations and by these Mm -hmm. various extraordinary talents that exist in the world. And so we want to create cultural moments all the time. We want to increase Mm -hmm. the velocity of them. We want them to happen over and over again. We want them to be local. You know, I want change to happen here in my neighborhood in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want change to happen in the world. Uh, I want change to happen in your neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. But I want it to be, you know, the genuine change. And I think that's really what's so special about NFT giving and building a decentralized application just to solve this problem is that, you know, there there is no outside influence that... Mm-hmm that exists in ChangeDAO. You know, ChangeDAO itself is not introducing a nonprofit or a cause or a social Mm -hmm. impact DAO to the organization. Um, You know, they can certainly be change makers, right? Um, But we don't tell an artist like Brian Brinkman, we don't say, hey, you have to support this nonprofit if you want to be a part of this thing or choose from this list of 10 or else you're Mm -hmm. not going to be a part of it. We actually do the, the, the really difficult, hard work, as you know, of handholding a nonprofit um, and helping them become decentralized and understand Web3 and figure mm-hmm. out that process on their own. And, you know, I'd love to hear from your process or like from your experience, you know, mm-hmm. how you think Web3 is, is 
being sort of received within the nonprofit and social impact DAO space? You know, it's interesting, right? I think from the nonprofit space, it's really interesting because that's where my experience is, is working in the traditional, so to speak, nonprofit space. And there's a lot of hesitancy to get involved, right? Because it is extremely intimidating, this idea of Web3, right? It's, you know, when people think of Web3, they think that you need a, a computer science degree to to even just get involved in the space, right? Which of course isn't the case. And I know that that's something the change I was looking to do as well is break down some of those barriers by making a a process that's extremely simple, right? Um, and that's a huge pain point for nonprofits. Um, nonprofits are risk averse, right? They're hesitant to get involved with things that they don't, you know, feel comfortable with or that they find intimidating. So I think that, yeah, that idea of creating a system that has that support in place, that has that production team, I think is huge. So yeah, that's spot on. Cool. Well, I love that. Well, why don't we uh, jump on to the next one then? But before we do that, I'm actually just going to take a quick break to thank our wonderful sponsor, NFT Go. NFT Go is an all-in-one NFT analytics platform that includes NFT Alpha by ranking, rarity, whale tracking, drops calendar, and more. They're a huge supporter of ChangeDAO, so make sure to check them out at nftgo.io. So next up, we're going to listen into another clip from Kelsey. We're going to go back to Kelsey uh, to chat about the challenges that come with the various intermediaries that are typically involved in the process of selling an NFT and then giving to a cause. So we're going to listen to this clip and then chat a bit about that. And then the other way that they're donating is using kind of third party financial services providers, whether that be a pass through mechanism or a payment processor, kind of like a clearinghouse. So what happens then would an artist would sell a piece, they donate crypto from their wallet. So that's great because the artist can just send crypto, but the crypto then goes to a financial services organization, that financial services organization, which is a third party provider, then converts that crypto into fiat and then sends fiat to the nonprofit. And in that, the artist is not seeing what the financial services provider is doing. And the nonprofit is not seeing what the artist is doing. And the financial service provider is taking their cut for that processing. Perfectly said, right? I mean, we're from working in the traditional nonprofit sector. This is something that's been a challenge for you know quite a while, right? Of, you know, these third party processors taking a cut of donations. And then I think, you know, in the Web3 space with NFT giving and, and, and folks trying to sell their NFTs and give to a cause, it's almost amplified. There's just so many steps you need to go through. So what do you think? Drew, I'm a problem solver. And when I think about the problems that we solved, they come from the perspective of the change maker, not mm. the nonprofits or the social impact DAOs, right? So for, for change DAO, we decided to look at, well, what are those problems? And one of the biggest problems that we discovered was the lack of trust that mm. happens when either the, the change maker has to make a pledge and then later on, maybe they have to post a receipt and sort of all the trust that's broken there with the commun- with their community about whether or not they actually, you know, followed through on a contribution or, you know, with what, with these financial services providers, which are making it easier for the end recipient to receive benefit. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing is, you know, kind of taking away that ability for the change maker to themselves keep custody of the assets and to ensure that it's going directly to the organization that, that they say it's going to go to. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, this is very typical third-party 
stuff, right? This is mm-hmm. why financial services industry even exists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see a lot of a lot of times they always talk about you know how convenient they're making things and um, yeah. and everything else, but you know what what worries me is just about the l- lack of trust. And so yeah. instead of people thinking or following this myth that web three is such a difficult thing. It's more about just having a trusted advisor like yourself or, you know, our change DAO change maker team. You know, these are professionals. These are fo- folks that can help you take a seat at the table and feel like you're a part of this thing. And for the change maker, that's really important because mm-hmm. then they get to, you know, by someone being a, a, a decentralized participant, in our in a smart contract with the change maker, you know they're they're going to re- be the recipient of those Web three assets themselves, mm-hmm. right? They're they're not like thirty days later or whatever going to receive a check in the mail. Um, that they're yeah. you know so that it's not we're not like a crypto off ramp, you know, which is such right. a horrible thing to imagine, you know that that this money is just getting sort of immediately turned into something else or let's hope Mm -hmm. uh it ultimately gets to where it's going but you know yeah yeah for sure no it's interesting when i think of it i I really think of just from the nonprofit lens especially um just empowerment right and i you know i know that sounds cheesy i know that sounds like a buzzword but you know i think that these intermediaries really rely on folks thinking that they couldn't do it without them that they don't have the ability on the own on their own or the power on their own to do it you know without them right um, you know, we need them or else it's way too complicated. It's, I'm never going to be able to do it. But I think what we're, you know, really looking to do here with ChangeDAO is really empower these organizations to say, no, you, you can do it. The power is in your hands, not in the hands of, a, of an intermediary, right? And that's, that's what really sticks out about that to me. Yeah. I mean, being a participant of something is just so powerful. You know, Mm -hmm. if you think about like, let's go back to that live event that we've talked about, like even a Woodstock or something, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that, you know, people are able to like the change maker is able to hand the mic over. I mean, people show up for the change maker. Let's, let's be very absolutely clear. The change maker's role uh, in something like ChangeDAO is making culture. So they mm-hmm. are the ones that have this extraordinary talent um, that is going to move culture forward, change people's yeah. minds. But a lot of times they want to make a donation or something uh, as a part of that, what what we call NFT giving. And, you know, so we just solved all that. And what we've the way that we've solved it actually allows the change maker to do something even more powerful, which yeah, is yeah. to use their credibility and their trust as a change maker and introduce warmly introduce a cause that they care about. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're going to start seeing all of these grassroots organizations like kitty bungalows, you know, that, that are going to be elevated into the world or, you know, I know Kavork is coming up with just sore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're going to start learning about other causes that matter to the world that may not be front page news. Um, but but this is sort of the new opportunity that a change maker has with you know sharing their reputation or as yeah. I say sharing sharing your light right with yeah. with the world. It's like you can make an impact and and I know it's old fashioned to even think that like your reputation matters in the world or that trust is such an important component to mm-hmm. you know making a change in the world because you know for most folks like the financial services they they really just want you to think it's your money. You know, yeah. it's like the same thing when I walk through a checkout line and they're like, oh, do you just want to round up to this charity? Blah, blah. And I'm like, what? 
Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, you caught me in this moment here. Like, I have to say something like, yeah. you know, that to me is not changing the world. It's just this constant exploitation of mm. moralist marketing where people try to make you feel bad or, right. you know, instead of just focusing on what people already want to do in the world, which is to be a part of culture and to be a part of something much bigger than themselves. Yeah. Mic drop. That was so perfectly put. I, uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. That's awesome. I love that. So yeah, let's, uh, let's leave it there then for that one, because I, I have nothing, uh, nothing to add to that. So, <laughs> uh, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of do a bit of a, of a, of a segue now to, uh, we've talked a lot about more the pain points, right? And some of these issues that exist, the challenges that exist for change makers, nonprofits, and getting involved in these movements of change. Now we're going to share some clips from Brian and Kelsey talking about uh, how change addresses this, and, and we're going to reflect on that a bit. So we're going to start off with one uh, from Brian, who's going to talk about how um, how NFT giving power by change really helps with this, you know, the coordination and bringing everyone together under one platform to to enact change. So let's play that clip. With ChangeDAO, we worked to one solve the funneling of money in a way that helps all three sides, which is the artist gets a tax rebate, the collector gets a valuable piece of art, and then the charity gets all their funds and nobody gets hit with any sort of negatives in that sense. And then the other aspect is kind of being able to curate and put together drops with groups of artists. And so I'm really excited to, now that the site's starting to launch, we're starting to see it work. And now I'm, I'm excited to see artists start to utilize it for these both of these reasons, both as a solo and as a group curated show. So Drew, let me ask you, you know, from your perspective, as we've started to stand some of these projects up, I know it's like in the background, but you know, we've, we've brought the change maker, the nonprofits, like we're bringing everyone to the same kitchen table and having this conversation, you know, what, what is that like? You know, I think it's really cool because, and I'll use the example of Kavork, um, you know, in Desor, right. And uh, just a little pitch here. We're going to be having an episode on this coming out in the, in the future as well to, to hear Kavork's story. But you know, what really is cool about that is that it really doesn't feel like the nonprofit, in this case, Jasor, is a beneficiary. It feels like they're a partner, right? And I think that that's really what's really cool about this. They're at the table having those conversations, being a part of it, right? And and when listening to Brian's clip there, you know, sure, there's the, you know, it really helps just bringing in anyone, everyone under one on one roof just for, you know, making sure the money goes to everyone's wallets and all that stuff, right? But also just having everyone part of the process under one platform where they're having their say, where they're an equal participant, I think is really, really quite powerful. And that's what stood out to me. And I'm seeing it firsthand, you know, with Kavork and Jasor, right? Yeah. And I think about recognition mm -hmm. and I think a lot about, you know, if I do something good for my neighbor, my neighbor mm -hmm. actually like says, thank you. You know, yeah. like if I, I take their trash cans up or whatever, the next time I see them, they're like, Hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. And I'm like, Hi, you're welcome. You know, I'm glad <laughs> to do it. You know, mm -hmm. recognition is such an important thing for change makers because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, it's just, again, it's sort of like something inside of you that's pushing you to make some sort of change in the world. But mm -hmm. all too often what we've seen, like, again, going back to like the problems that we solved for NFT artists and traditional mm -hmm. artists um, is that they're never recognized for mm -hmm. what they're doing. It's it's not even a part of like their high net worth donor machine that these organizations make. You know, it's just it's just something that 
has been outside of the system for so long yeah. um, for, uh, and now we have NFT art, right? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what I think that is the game changer is that idea that, you know, when mm-hmm. a nonprofit and an artist, for example, are sitting at the same table, it's just like me and my neighbor. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like y- you don't even know how special it is to have you telling your story yeah. about what our cause means to the world, to the world mm-hmm. and to you personally. And not only that, but like, you're so generous. Like, let <laughs> me tell you exactly where the funds for this are going to go. They're going to yeah. go to this project. That's going to solve this problem that we've had in the world. And mm-hmm. so that's a totally different conversation. So again, I think uh, as you know, broadly, I talked about this idea, how do we increase velocity? How do we, mm-hmm. how do we get more social change art in the world? And one of the elements of that is this idea that, yes, we're going to make it easier. We've designed the system so that there's absolutely zero friction possible <laughs> yeah. to do yeah. it for the change maker. But not only that, there's follow through. You know, they're, they're there at the beginning. They're there uh, in the middle when they're like selling the NFT, they're sending out emails and tweets and stuff to, to their communities because everyone wants to see it and be a part of it. But mm-hmm. then after the fact, right, it's like, Hey, wow, look at that. You, you put the bronze plaque, uh, with, with the artwork, um, in your gallery, uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as an organization recognizing that artist like that, that's just so cool. You know, and it's yeah. something new in the world, and and it's what should be happening all the time. Yeah, for sure, that's cool. I love that. Yeah, and and another thing that that stood out to me from that too was around the curated piece, right? And I think that's an important part of it too. Is that you know it can be hard for artists to collaborate on you know let's say that they do a shared piece where they each mm-hmm. contribute to it in some way, digital piece of artwork where they each add their unique artistic style to it. You know, it's a collection, whatever it is, they sell it online you know, it can be difficult to make sure that both of those folks are recognized in that process as well, right, as, as the change makers. And I think that's another really cool thing about change DAO is that ability to, to split it up amongst 35 different wallet addresses can involve multiple change makers on a project, right? I think that that's so cool. And, and to have these, you know, curated collections between that involve multiple change makers on a project that are both contributing to these really cool causes, maybe multiple causes, um, you know, each getting, you know, obviously the funds going to them, going to the causes, getting that recognition and it's all transparent and on chain. I think it's just, yeah, amazing chef's kiss, right? <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NFT giving, you know, I, I think a lot about that idea of the, the kitchen table metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I also think about shapes, you know, so mm-hmm. it's really easy to think about a triangle in your head and just visually in your mind's eye, think about a triangle and, you know, each point represents one of the stakeholders in every single NFT giving campaign. And so there's the change maker, there's the cause, and then there's the community and Mm -hmm. that's it. And no one else is a part of that. Um, But what gets really exciting is that we've built changed out with a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. and a lot of adaptability and, quite frankly, with a lot of ideas about what change might look like to a change maker in mind. And so with that, you know, there is something called a 35 gone, which Mm -hmm. is like a 35 sided shape. And if you can Mm -hmm. imagine, um, you know, what that looks like, uh, 
it would actually be 37 uh, at, at a maximum as a, as a shape. So in, in your mind's eye, it almost looks like a circle, but it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that type of shape is what is possible for mm-hmm. an artist or for a group of artists. So, you know, go back to like Woodstock, you know, every band that played could have been on the same smart contract on change yeah. today. And there could be a cause um, or maybe just the cause was like all of them, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, and people could have bought an NFT from that or, you know, and they could have sort of shared with each other um, all of the benefits of their talents together. So, yeah, we think a lot about that idea of like cooperation and creating culture has always been about mm, maybe like a lot of middlemen, right? That try to make it easier for people for artists or creators and they'll do the marketing or the management or something, Um, you know, and they take a lot of fees and there's like contracts and, you know, all these things. And a lot of people are exploited in in this process in general Mm -hmm. by institutions um, that sort of, again, proliferate this myth in the world that it's convenient, that they're going to make you something, whatever. Um, but what we think can happen is that this idea of sharing your light with like a 37 gun, uh, <laughs> you know, starts to get pretty interesting when you're like, oh, well, this person helped me market the project that's on my team. Mm-hmm. And this person helped me do this on my team. And, you know, these five artists contributed to this project. And so I'm going to put them on the smart contract. And that's powerful because that's the provenance forever. And again, that gets back to what I care about and what I talked about of recognition. So Mm -hmm. if Drew, if I add you to a smart contract, you know, if I'm the change maker on change now, just to put this out there, if I add you, um, let's say crypto altruism, uh, Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, Kelsey and Brinkman and like everyone that has contributed to making change now happen. If I'm to do, I can't change that later. You know, yeah. so permanently you, Drew, are recognized as, you know, being a contributor or a piece of of something that I put out there, of some sort of story of change as an yeah. NFT. And, yeah, I mean, I, I can go on forever about this stuff, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, <me> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is really exciting. And, and I love how you broke it down, too, thinking about, like, you know, the you know, the, the marketer, the promoter, the community builder, like all being able to be a part of that is, is just really special. So that's awesome. So why don't we move on to our last clip, uh, which is involving Kelsey again. And Kelsey's talking now about uh, how Change Now addresses some of the pain points more specifically for nonprofits and really includes them as an active participant, which we've kind of spoken about a little bit already. So let's uh, let's play that one. With Change Now, we've looked at NFT giving a little bit differently. The way that works for us, the way that we define it, is that a nonprofit organization sets up their own wallet. They have their own wallet address that they have custody over, and they insert their wallet address into an, a smart contract by a change maker who's curated our platform. So a change maker has their own smart contract. They add the nonprofit ETH address into that contract, and then when the NFT sells, the nonprofit receives crypto to their wallet to do with what they please. It's not going through a third party financial services provider. Um, it's not burdening the artist with doing all of the conversion, but rather it's bringing in the nonprofit as an active participant in, in the entire process. Drew, this idea of smart giving that 
Kelsey's talking about and, you know, how nonprofits and social impact DAOs are able to participate. Uh, you know, earlier you talked about, you know, that people are, are trying to, you know, make it more convenient and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from your perspective, you know, what, you know, what is the motivator for a cause to get involved with Web3 and with NFT giving? And how do you see uh, ChangeDAO helping bridge, you know, the gap? Yeah, for me, it always just comes back to, you know, scaling their impact, right? Growing their impact. And I think that it's, you know, a lot of nonprofits are at an interesting kind of juncture right now, right? You have a aging donor population that's maybe about 65 years old on average um, that, you know, are those maybe typical, you know, send a check, you know, every Christmas or, you know, or on a monthly subscription or something like that. Um, but that's not, they can't always rely on that. And, and they're really struggling right now. A lot of those folks are having to give that up with, the challenges in the world is inflation, you know, their dollars are go aren't going as far as so they need to scale those back. And so there's a need to kind of, you know, look to different demographics. And I think in a sense then that like smart giving, NFT giving is almost future-proofing an organization in a sense, right? By engaging with this new technology and a new kind of donor demographic, which I think is really interesting. Um, but I think too, like, you know, when I think of nonprofits, especially those that are more kind of the, the grassroots nonprofits, it's all about you know, creating agency for individuals and creating agency for their movement too, right? And I think that that's what Kelsey speaks about so eloquently there is that, you know, it, create, it enables them to be active participants in the process. And I keep coming back to that because I can't understand how important that is, as opposed to just being, you know, getting a check in a month from an NFT, in the mail from an NFT artist and being like, oh, what's this all about? They're part of that movement, right? They're part of that change and they get to tell their story through that as well, which I think is really cool. So that's what excites me so much about change now. And that's what I think, you know, that it will really help bridge that gap because not only is it helping them grow their impact and future proof in their organization in a sense, but it's also giving them that agency as an active participant. And, and I think that that's something that's going to be incredibly appealing to nonprofits all over the world. Drew, I love how you put it there and your perspective with nonprofits and, the just how the demographics are shifting so much mm -hmm. and i also think about just you know did you know in the u.s there's 1.6 million uh, <laughs> yeah. nonprofits, and did you know that it represents 10 percent of the workforce in the united states mm -hmm. you know so as oh. someone that would even potentially believe that making a donation to a particular nonprofit matters, right? How, how do you start? Like, where do you start? Like mm -hmm. which one of the 1.6 million do you choose to give to? Yeah. And so I think that's why our curated approach to the change maker first, right? You know, we kind of start with the top, the culture makers, you know, and then they have to introduce a nonprofit mm -hmm. and that, you know, even though it's not the quote, quote, transaction, I mean, that actually is the most important component for the future of yeah. the organization, right? Is that now they're involved in the system. They're now yeah. involved in this new ecosystem around NFT giving where another NFT artist they may be like, oh, I trust Coldy. You know, I have a I have a personal relationship with Brian Brinkman, um, mm -hmm. and so if Brian Brinkman introduced a cause into ChangeDAO, and he knows that he's tied to that forever, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because uh, well, that means that people sort sort of trust one another, and it requires a certain level of due diligence versus mm -hmm. someone just saying, oh, I'll give to this 
nonprofit because I've heard of them before or something like yeah, that. Totally. So I, I think a lot about the underdogs and how they're going to be able to participate in something like this. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, underdogs are change makers, man. I mean, we're every change maker is an underdog. Like no one in the world ever in the past 10 years of my change making has said to me, um, you know, David, I'm going to give you $10,000. What could you do with it to change the world? It's Mm -hmm. never happened. Um, And yet I've organized 70 events. I've, you know, published a paper with the Ohio State University. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they got millions of dollars, millions of dollars for grants and stuff to to do the work. And, you know, I never asked for anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I start to imagine, you know, what, when, when things start to shift just a little bit, you know, and we do it by working together and by cooperating a little bit more and using this unbelievably unstoppable technology uh, to, to move our ideas forward together. And it's built around a system of trust that, you know, mm-hmm. starts with us. You know, we're not introducing any outside stakeholders to change now either. I mean, we are this closed system as well, um, you know, because yeah, you know, for us, it's about building trust. And because once someone's into our system, man, the whole world is going to trust them. Mm-hmm. And that can change things quite a bit. You know, there's probably only a few nonprofits out there that are, I mean, few uh, in context of a 1.6 million, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, just in the United States. But, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred. I don't know, a couple thousand, you know, I mean, there's probably, it's probably a pretty small amount of organizations out there that, that really need some help. Um, you know, that'll really put it to work. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you take a lot of the other pieces out of it, you know, I always think about like, you know, if you were just to like not give people, uh, a financial incentive to, to give money to something, you know, what would happen? You know, um, you know, how would, how would social impact change uh, in the world? And, you know, would people still have their name on buildings? Uh, You know, that's so interesting. Yeah. And and that's such a good point to end on. I think, Um, you know, it really enables those, those, those folks, those grassroots true movements that really are interested in driving this incredible change to, to do that. And I think that, you know, you put it so eloquently there. So thanks for sharing that. And, uh, I leave this conversation inspired. I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. I really am. Uh, um, thanks for all you shared. It's been a, it's been a pleasure chatting with you and uh, throughout this. Drew, you are an amazing storyteller. <laughs> no, thanks so much for uh, putting this together and yeah. producing proof of change for us. I mean, you know, just the moments that we can get these stories out, you know, we keep getting messages from people saying that they hear Kelsey's story or Brinkman or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And they're just inspired to learn more. So thank you so much for sharing your light. Yeah. And likewise, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, working with you and, and seeing, you know, you really put this vision into, into life and it's really exciting. So why don't we finish off with maybe telling uh, those listening, how they can get uh, more involved through this workshop that we have coming up and, and what to expect with the future of change now. Yeah, no, I love that. So, you know, we've talked really high level about the problems that we solved and, you know, maybe went a little bit too deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. uh, You know, yeah, whatever. Um, but, you know, yeah, if you're still listening, look, we are, we're organizing season one of change right now. And, 
it's going to be this extraordinary set of stories that we get to feature. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you're, you're working on podcast episodes for each one of these change maker stories. That'll be a part of that. And yeah. So if, if you're an NFT artist or a traditional artist thinking about sort of bridging over to web three season one is really aimed at supporting you. And yeah. so, you know, we are going to help you onboard a cause that you care about. Um, and yeah, this workshop is really just kind of like a, a fun shop, as Brinkman would call it. But you know, <laughs> just to answer questions and like have a kind of like, you know, not exactly like critiquing your work and stuff like that, but just like, hey, how does this work? Like, show me the product. Um, let me run some ideas by you. Let's have a brainstorm. So yeah, I mean, people should check out the link tree, um, link tree slash change now, um, and join in on one of these workshops, fill out Mm -hmm. your form, uh, fill out your information and we will be in touch. And I just can't wait to hear what people are thinking about. Yeah. You know, I I mean, (laughs) Right. It's just like, I can't wait to hear the stories. I can't wait to listen to their proof of change episodes. Yeah. So I guess that's Absolutely. why I'm doing it all. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so that I can hear you ask them great questions. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be incredible bringing all these change makers together around this, this common vision. So I can't wait. So of course, all that uh, information on how to register will be in the show notes. So check that out. And yeah, thanks again, David. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. All right. Thanks so much, Drew. Thanks so much for joining today. And a big thank you to David for being a part of this incredible conversation. This podcast is brought to you by ChangeDAO and is produced by me, your host, Drew Simon, founder of Crypto Altruism. Thank you to David All for his production support and to Soul Monster for the beautiful graphics designed for this podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a fair review for our podcast. And make sure to visit changedow.org and check us out on Twitter at ChangeDAO. For those listening in, I hope you'll join us for our next episode where we welcome another extraordinary change maker and continue this movement of change one story at a time. 